0: back. It's week eight of Cheltenham Only Better. Last week we had Jerry causing carnage. Before we started the podcast, we've already had Daryl dropping in and out. Thankfully, I think thankfully he's back, uh, being blinded by the sun for anyone who can see the videos. I'm surprised he hasn't got, got some big sunglasses on by now. But we have Daryl and Jerry hopefully staying with us throughout the podcast. And we actually, this time, have a special guest once again. Martin Dixon is joining us, racing TV analyst, pundit. Lucky or clever owner, maybe a combination Fruity. of both. Take your pick. <laughs> Mark, thanks for joining us.
1: So lucky. Yeah, no. Looking forward to it. It should, should be good. Hopefully the kids stay away. They're downstairs. They're under orders to stay quiet, stop shouting, and behave themselves for at least half an hour. So
0: don't worry. We know we have you. pets getting involved and all sorts. So I wouldn't worry. Oh, we've lost Daryl. No, Daryl's back.
2: I don't know daryl, what's going on with you it.
0: were causing carnage now you've passed the curse to daryl
2: yeah definitely disappointed daryl <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that> honestly
0: <laughs> well we are meant to be uh having a look at the stairs hurdle um if we can keep everyone on board but before that we'll have a quick um review of some of the highlights from the weekend a couple of market movers as well um Martin, as you're our special guest, let's start with you. Uh, it's for me, four to one favourite now from 10 to one for the champion bumper. Hardly came out of a canter when we saw him um, on the weekend.
1: No, he didn't. He was good, wasn't he? And I think that, that's a, a division that's sort of looked wide open right the way through the season. Still does, to be honest. I, I'll be honest, most of these anti post prices, and particularly the shorter ones, when you've got a horse at four to one market leader, at this far out, it doesn't make a huge amount of appeal from that point of view for me. Um, but he was no doubt impressive and he's going to be a big player, I would say. He's an interesting horse, actually, looking at the, um, his background. He was bought um, as a store by High Flyers, I presume Anthony Bromley bought him. Mm-hmm. And he was already in the Maneer and Suede silks when he won his point-to-point for the Crawfords. So he sort of had an education without being purchased privately or anything like that after winning his point-to-point impressively and went back and watched that point-to-point again subsequent to his win um, at the weekend and he showed that sort of smart burst of acceleration again that day, because he had an awful lot of ground to make up from out the back of the field. So that's obviously something that he possesses. Um, I'd say that he's got a lot of speed. He showed that with the way that he cantered through the race um, at the weekend as well. And he had just had to be given an inch, inch of rain to, to really open up and, and set sail for home and, and leave behind. I would say not a bad field, to be honest. There weren't a field that we know an awful lot about, but there were a couple of well-bred horses in there that the, Third placed horse was actually a brother to Holystone, who was in the in the same colours as, it, as it's for me. So um, no, it wasn't a bad field on paper, and he won as he liked, didn't he? So um, at this stage, he couldn't have done any more. And obviously, when you look and see a horse winning like that from the Mullins team, you know that where they where they're likely to be heading at least.
0: Yes, yeah, um, I, I always think that the, the the bumper is a race that sort of you get closer to the race the more idea you have it's, it's not like too many of these nice bump horses are, are let out not many before the new year really so it would be interesting to see if anything else impresses in the, in the coming weeks Jerry, you certainly missed a trick there why, why didn't you buy him you let him Bromley have your inner
2: no but I do I do think it is interesting um, like I think like Anthony Bromley Simon Muneer Isaac uh, Suede they made a decision probably four or five years ago now to kind of use the Stuart, uh, Stuart Crawford as kind of an academy Uh, And at the moment, they're really reaping the rewards. Um, I think he was a 40 grand store. He wasn't crazily expensive, but by kind of a a relatively unknown sire. Um, So, yeah, I do think their academy is really working well. And like they can kind of, you know, instead of going to sales and buying really expensive horses after they've won their point to points, they're just trying to get in at an earlier stage. Uh, But I, I think... I think this lad, he really... I think the, the Cheltenham bumper needed a horse to come out and just something to go to the front of the market because people were very unsure what was going to be favourite, what was Patrick Mullins going to ride, what was Willie Mullins going to run. Um, but yeah, so I do think the market needed... The race and the market needed a horse to come out and really kind of um, put itself at the head of the market. And I think this lad, you couldn't but be, but be impressed with his performance on Sunday. Um, and like Martin touched on there, the third horse of... Um, um, the Holstone's brother, like he was he was second in the point point up the north of Ireland behind the horse who's won a bumper since. And if he'd jumped better on the day, he would have actually won, I thought. So I do think there's a bit of depth to the race the other day. Uh, but you could not but be impressed with the winner. He was he was incredible, really.
0: Surely, um, do you think Daryl will be on in the chat? Daryl Jacob, let's make that clear before you get too excited. Um Daryl. But Daryl Jacob will surely be getting the leg up on um on board. It's for me in the champion bumper, or do you think that they'll keep Patrick Mullins on because of the you know bumper amateur link in Ireland?
2: Well, I think the way they kind of work it is that like well, Paul Townend has first choice over the the well, the Willie Mullins Simon near Isaac Wade horses. And if if Paul's not available, Darrell rides him. But obviously it's probably the same scenario with Patrick, I'd imagine. But then again, like Patrick seems to be very keen on their other horse, um um Chaplow de something or similar french pronunciation like that our pronunciations
0: are so good on this post
2: (laughs) yeah i did did german in school not french so that's what that's my excuse but um like he was beaten in his only bumper start and he he did hang badly and you know but that's the horse that patrick's been kind of touting for the last couple of weeks so it'll be just interesting but like these are all gonna have to run again anyway Beforehand, really a lot of them
0: yeah absolutely um another who we saw again a Willie mullins um when i was allegory divassy well beyond me how paul tannin managed to stay on her at the first um i bold over jumped a bit of a mess but somehow paul managed to cling on for dear life uh, daryl were you impressed by her once again or does that mistake and the jumping right-handed sort of put you off um presumably for the mayor she's 13 to 8 from 74
3: it does put me off a, a slight touch, I must be honest. Um, she did the same thing when she ran uh, two races in France uh, when going left-handed. She's not been left-handed in Ireland yet. Um, it, has to, look, it has to be a concern. Um, it it was a trait when she was in France, and it seems to... When horses do this over hurdles, it, t- it seems to be very exaggerated when they go over fences for whatever reason. Perhaps it's the obstacles or, or what, I'm not sure. But it, it, it it's not something that is ironed out very easily. I find. Look, she's she's got some engine. She she really has got some engine. Um few hairy leaps in there, as you suggest. Um she is facing inferior rivals, but she's not getting a soft lead and quickening up. So the 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 grade two on the card won by Fakir Del if you'd have took the race on the first fence and just dropped her into that Fakir Del race, she'd have been four lengths down on Hatan kalurs at the last, but she came away from the last, from the back of the last of the line, much quicker than Fakir Del So she look, she's a, a, a top class horse. Um, it'll be interesting to see her going left-handed it, it, it does sort of just, you know, hold me back a little bit From wanting to mm-hmm. sort of get involved Not that I'd get involved with her at the price at the moment It looks a two-horse race, the mayor's Chase at the moment um, But just it's just something to bear in mind for those backers on the day Because she's going to be a warm order, that's for sure
0: Martin, I think you quite like Impervious, is that right? Who obviously it w- will likely be going for the mayors as well, 7-4
1: yeah, it looks like they'll take each other on, doesn't it? But I mean, again, at, at this moment in time, there's not. you'll probably get bigger prices on both of them on the day, to be honest. There's a huge amount of entries for the Merse chase and it's it's probably going to be a race that ends up with, albeit quite a lot of bigger priced horses, that it'll end up being a, a re- relatively full field, I think, compared to some races through, throughout Cheltenham week and... You're likely, I would say, to be getting, at, at the very least, the prices on the first two in the market won't be dissimilar to what they, all, what they are at this moment in time, mm-hmm. which sort of makes it pointless, doesn't it, getting involved? But I, I think Impervious's form has got a bit more depth to it than, um, than Allegri Allegory at the moment. Obviously, beating Journey with me, giving him a little bit of weight as well. I think that was a, for me, that would be the standout performance from the, from the Mayors in, in recent weeks and over the course of the season. And Allegra Devasi, obviously, she does have a a huge amount of talent. There's no doubt on that. But, you know, Daryl's touched on the point that no doubt we'll get sick of hearing come the second week of March. We'll be, (laughs) we'll be sick of hearing about Allegra Devasi and whether she'll go left handed or not. But (laughs) it is a genuine query, but it'll be, it'll be talked about plenty, no doubt.
0: Don't, don't want to um, sort of make a bad point here, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do what Daryl doesn't say. I don't want to point this out, but I will anyway. Uh, but there's been plenty of sort of short price mares, in particular of Willies, that have had sort of unfortunate um, instances at Cheltenham. Um, and so for whatever reason, she seems to fall into potentially being that category with her jumping right-handed. So it has to be a slight concern in, in, in that area as well. Um, Daryl, you touched quickly there on Fakadou Um He is now 7-1 for the Ryanair. He ultimately didn't look like he was going to be a, uh, the winner until we saw Houten fall at the last when looking like probably bolting up. Um, what do you sort of make of that race? Do you think we'll see both go to the Ryanair?
3: Um, I don't know if he does. He he wouldn't be for me, I don't think. I had, I had a bit of a change of luck actually at the weekend, Meg. I was on Vakir Darius, right? And uh... jam, jammy. <laughs> I, <a> I know. I've had you? I've had a horrendous month, but I tell you what, luck turned there. Um, I was never happy with him though. I was never happy from the moment go. He was posted a little bit wide on a tight track like Thurlis. I didn't think it was ideal. Um, he looked flat out to me. His jumping <clears throat> actually kept him in the race. I thought I thought his jumping was exceptional. But it's the first time I've looked at him and I thought he looks a bit slow. And mm. you know he, he, he's he's only an eight year old, but look, he's a French bred eight year old. You know he's had twenty eight races. He's done remarkably well to finish in the first three and twenty of those. But you compare him to, like, the 11-year-old side of Burleigh, who's had one less race, 27, you know, you you start to realise he's been around a long, long time. And I don't know if he is slowing down a touch or two. Um, I, I, he was he was well held, I thought, coming to the last by Hatan Kaluas, who would be the one to take out the race for me. He looks like a, a huge potential improver for the season. Now he's not entered in the Ryanair. He's only entered in the Stayers Hurdle, but there was talk about supplementing him yeah. after the race. That would be very interesting. Um, it would be no surprise to me if they missed Cheltenham again and went to uh, went back to Anktree. I think that would be the the wiser route to take with him. Um, he's he's brilliant at Anktree. He's a lovely, likeable ho- horse, uh, great attitude. But for me, I just think um, he's just a notch below the top, top level for me. A bit, a bit oh. will depend on Alahor, though,
1: wouldn't it? Darrell, I would yeah. have thought was that whether he, you know, if he is definitely going to make Cheltenham.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Maybe <laughs> I mean, he'd be more
1: likely to to skip it with Fakir yeah. again.
3: Yeah, if Ala if Alaho comes out, I mean it blows it blows it wide open, they're probably gonna say, look, let's have a crack, you know. Um I wonder if Willie Mullins is is thinking, well if Alaho can't get there, we're gonna put in Hataankalur. Because that mm-hmm. would be quite an interesting switch for them. Um, But sure he surely would not run in it. the
0: stairs. I mean, like you say, you'd avoid champ and Maybe go to injury. I can't see him going back over her. Despite the fall, I can't imagine they'll do that.
3: Yeah, well, Willie Mullers is nuts. He's put Sharjah on the stairs as well, hasn't he? So <laughs>
2: who knows, <laughs> he who knows what that great man's them all thinking? Everywhere. <laughs> but it it just it just shows like the strength and depth of Willie's. Again, like I don't know if you saw his interview beforehand, but like you said, he didn't have height the colours entered in any of the grade one chases because on ratings he didn't think he was good enough and then he came out and he was going to win yesterday it just showed they don't even know what they have in the air it's just incredible like just mm. they just they just seem to have four five six horses in every division covered it's just it's incredible I think
0: I thought it was a shame actually because you know Brian Cooper had smuggled in smuggled him into the race beautifully I thought it would give him such a nice ride um and he actually didn't really make a mistake he just Buckled on landing for for whatever reason. Ruby, interestingly, afterwards was saying it was probably he probably never been t- so fast and thrown so much at a final fence, and he came up for Brian, but his momentum almost dragged him to the floor. I thought it was a shame because he he was um he was given a lovely ride. I thought I thought um, it was delightful. <laughs> God, um,
2: imagine imagine You're dampen the imagine, mood. Imagine owning Facker Duderiez. Imagine the horse watchers. Imagine if they own Facker Duderiez. boss what, he's just a legend of a horse and you cannot take him away is. from him. Just he, well,
1: his, con- his consistency is amazing, really, isn't it? And I'm, to be honest, if you knew that he was going to Cheltenham, which you, you don't know at this stage because obviously last year they did skip it and his entry record and things might mean that. But if you knew that he would go there, um 7-1 to one probably wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a bad price, to be honest, because there's a possibility that Alaho doesn't get there. Even if Alaho did get there, do we know that he's going to be at his very best? Yeah. Well, we don't, do we? I know Willie's done it before, but Aloha hasn't done that before off a long absence and produced his very best at, at Cheltenham on the back of that. Um, so there'd be some questions over him, wouldn't there? So, you know, at the very, I take Darrell's point about maybe slowing down, but equally you look at the body of evidence over his career and he consistently produces high-class performances and he's done that mm-hmm. at Cheltenham in the past as well for all that he hasn't won there. So, um, you know, he, he'll be a player if he did turn up in the Ryanair.
0: Yeah, he's the type that, that the horse watchers would own because you seem to be able to find the most <laughs> consistent, winnable horses ever. So yeah, J- uh, Jerry, you're right. He's um, he it, into that bracket. It, it,
1: <laughs> if we if we have a, if we have a grade, one, if we ever have a grade one winner over jumps, I'll be delighted. I'll, I'll say that.
0: <laughs> you can buy a few more jump. i right, I tell you what, I could find a trainer. Jerry could find the horse. And Daryl can.
3: Well, you can let me, a me know when to bet on it. Not about be
1: that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: We actually we actually, just to let you know we do have a sale on Wednesday at Doncaster as well, Martin. Just to let oh, you know. Just that's well. the <laughs> worst
0: ever.
1: I'll be I'll <laughs> be there anyway. Don't we? <laughs> <love
2: that one. laughs>
0: we could. I think we should buy one that's unnamed, and then we could call it Cheltenham only better. And literally, <laughs> Martin, I'm telling you, this it, it's you, meant to be.
1: You might end up. Is Paul training it? Yeah. Feast?
0: Well, obviously.
1: Half fees, can we get them?
0: I'll work on that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll come back to you on that. Um, <laughs> Jerry says if it's half fees, he's going to double the commission. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway. Another horse from the weekend we'll just touch on is Embassy Gardens, who's gone 7-1 for the Albert Barlet, having won um, Novice Hurdle, very impressively. Uh, that was yesterday um only monday today so it's um we're we're recording earlier in the week but embassy gardens was very impressive and as we discussed recently the albert Bartlett still looks fairly open um daryl were you taken by this performance or is it kind of hard to judge what he beat
3: uh yeah look you know he was entitled to do what he did i thought i thought that the price cut into seven to one was a bit over the top really i think that I think mean, even even the bookmakers at the moment are sort of like screaming for something to to you know to um to to break this race wide open. Yeah, look, the 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 Gordon Elliott horse uh Son Yeah, about that? I got that right. Sontanito didn't run his race. And it's unfortunate because he would have actually given us a good line into what embassy uh embassy gardens would have achieved there. There wasn't much between them and a bumper last year, and uh uh, Sonatino has been behind some of the some of the top novices um or at least some of the top novices last season so um yeah it was it's hard to hard to weigh up what he achieved i thought the market overreacted he wouldn't he wouldn't be for me
0: okay interesting jerry martin did either of you find it taking performance
2: at all yeah like i suppose you couldn't but be impressed with him and like regardless what was behind him you know to win any novice hurdle by 35 lengths it's a massive feat like you know reg- like I know you can read too much into it. It was heavy ground, round thoroughness. You know, don't get too carried away. But at the same time, it's not easy doing an novice hurdle. Never mind by thirty-five lengths. I know it's yes. a massive winning distance. So that's that's the only kind of la- little angle I'd be looking at. Would I be backing for the Alba Bartlett? No, I wouldn't. But um, right. he was impressive yesterday.
1: I think I think he might be a soft ground force myself. Like a probably, you know, which he might get. I don't know. Depends what the weather comes up. But he, he looks probably to me he's like. Raging. he's a... <laughs> Hopefully not, um, but I'd say the more rain that there, there is at, at Cheltenham, the better. And he looks a proper stay. You won a two and a half mile bumper, didn't he? On, on soft ground, mm-hmm. he looks a proper stay. And you know, the, the the softer the ground is, and probably the longer the trip is, the better it will be for him. I would say.
3: He reminds me a bit like that. Um, what do you want from last year? Same owner, owner, trainer connections, isn't it? He ran in the Ballymore, didn't he? I think. Finish about fifth. He was he was pretty like highly touted for some of the staying novices' races last year, but he just he just wasn't quite good enough to be honest. So, Daryl, I reckon
0: um, I reckon you were all oh you all cameras having a bit of a meltdown yeah. I don't
3: know now. what's going on. I've got to keep keep stopping and starting it. I don't know I don't know what's happening today. Jerry
0: and Daryl not, not as reliable as that microphone. Daryl
3: not as reliable as out Dad Aries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um Daryl, I was actually I was just gonna say you looked like you were sort of flicking onto the computer to see if you can get a anti-post price for the um national hunt chase in a couple of years' time, maybe next year, um for Embassy Garden.
3: Absolutely so, not. I'm getting ready to uh get some horses from uh, Martin after this. You know, I like to get something <laughs> of every guest every week. So. I'm
0: surprised, Martin, <laughs> that he hasn't started singing your praises because every week when he wants a favour from one of us we're like the genius of the week so <laughs> I honestly just wait it's still it's still going to come um, <laughs> <laughs> so right we actually better get properly thinking now about the stairs hurdle and, and have a, a good look through um, currently we have 130 favourite home by the Lee who I guess has maybe surprised people a little bit, um, but you can't help being slightly impressed with his most recent performances, especially at Leopardstown over Christmas. Um, Martin, firstly, we'll start with you. Is he a worthy favourite? Do you think? Um,
1: Personally, I don't think so. No, I think I, I honestly do think he's one of the worst sort of anti-post favourites that you've got when you flick through the Cheltenham Jerry's- markets, exactly. to be honest with you. But, well, well, I just, I I, I, in all I honesty, agree. I just don't, I, I don't really think he's he's beaten all that much, to be fair. I mean, he beat Ashdale Bob last time out, who's, he's not won a race for nearly three years, has he? And, you know, I, he's obviously improved a little bit, home, badly, but I'm not sure of the strength of those Irish races. Flooring Port has obviously been below his best. Um, you go back and watch last year's stay as Hurdle, back again and he gets readily outpaced coming down the hill i'm not sure that section of the track necessarily suited him he'd mm. probably have a bit more chance if it was softer ground again i think he'd be one of those horses but i mean is he what seven to two is he something like that at the top of the market yeah um, it's yeah. very
0: we've got him 130 here with betfair at the moment so.
1: yeah i mean the, this race in fairness has the makings of a, a pretty weak race this year it has to be said. so mm. i can sort of see why people are you know why a, a maybe a horse that doesn't deserve to be favourite as, as, has found its way to the front of the market. But um, no, it, w- it wouldn't be for me anyway. I think he's still got a fair bit to prove.
0: And um, Daryl, what about another Irish Raider, Tiapu, who is currently second favourite, seven to one at the moment? Similar kind of situation or would you be sort of stronger on, on this horse?
3: No, oh, he's a shocking price. He, oh, it's, suspect stamina doesn't win you these races, I'm afraid. Um, and just to touch on what Martin said there about home, by the way, I, I, I completely agree with him. I don't think he's improved this year. I think horses have been um, sort of taking backward steps in the races that he's been running. Do you know what? He's a bit like that. You know when you want to go out on a night out, right?
0: And oh, here all, we go. And,
3: all, and all your mates are busy, yeah? And then you get that one guy that you used to know, Texas, says, I'll come with you. And you think oh, I'd rather stay in to be honest. <laughs> well, th- that's like this horse. Like I'd rather not have a bet than back at home by the lee at the top of the market. I, I I really don't understand. I can I can see why people are sort of flocking to him with the age sort of thing. You know the, the age thing. People are looking for those seven and eight year olds. You know, um, blazing cows. Another one we don't going to know. We don't know if he's going to go here or not at the moment. That's a bit up in the air. Same with floor importer. So th- there's a lot of horses with a lot of question marks over at the moment. Sorry, your th-
0: camera, it looks like you're at a disco or something.
3: I know, I'm just trying to have a good time, Meg. Leave me alone, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, it's like flashing. Go And I say disco, maybe a rave. I'm not quite sure. I reckon that's your style anyway, but your camera <laughs> thinks so. of it.
3: <laughs> um, I would just say that look, I think that the, the answer could be staring us right in the face and I, and I, and I like what Paisley Park's done this season I didn't, I thought um, John Joe set the fractions almost spot on on Champ at Newbury on, on his seasonal return I thought he did really well to run him down there and uh, he did you know he did remarkably well at Kempton I thought um, a lot of people didn't think the track would suit him that day but he proved them wrong uh, he's going to be in a Cleve hurdle this week obviously and I see that your dad's put in Giolino Bello. For for Mm -hmm. Leave Hurdle this week is going back over hurdles. Looks the plan then, is that right?
0: Yes, yeah, that's that's the plan. Um, Obviously, all being well, he'll he'll likely run this weekend um, and kind of see what happens. I mean, fences aren't totally written off, and no doubt he'll go back. Um, But it's worked with horses. Um, Look, Dad has also said this. He's not saying or comparing Gilliano Bello to Big Butt, but it was a route that he's done with horses before that's worked out. Um, he just ha- he had a, a, a bit of a probably a fright at Kempton I know horses were jumping badly because of the shadows and stuff down the back straight but um, he just felt that turning him back over hurdles wouldn't be a, necessarily a bad thing and look if he went and got stuffed in the cleave um, then is he going to run in the not. stairs? No probably yeah. not but yeah. you know why not see how he goes um, he's 20 to 1 at the moment if he went and ran well went close He's not going to be it to one after, um, so be interesting to see see how he takes to it.
2: Tell me this: Does he need soft ground?
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I I think cutting the ground is no harm for him because, like a couple of these, he's he's slow. All he does is stay. Um, yeah. I think he actually kind of surprised us last year at Aintree. You know that sharp sharper track, um, spring ground. <coughs> He showed a turn of foot. I don't really know where from. So he did. He he did show, uh, like sort of surprises. But I suppose when you're running in th- those better levels, they go more of a relentless gallop throughout. So maybe that's kind of why. But he, he didn't look totally slow at entry last year. Um, but ultimately he stays very very well. So yeah, he, he, a bit of soft ground wouldn't be wouldn't be an issue for him. But it'd be interesting to see those two kind of. Hopefully, both run on the weekend and see where they stand. I love Paisley, I think he's such a legend. He's the people's horse, and I think after his heart issue, maybe the confidence is back up with him. Um, because I think you know that can knock it slightly. You know, if a horse hasn't been feeling comfortable, they're not going to put themselves in that under that pressure again. But now he obviously trusts it. Um, Jerry Buzz is in at 16 to 1, a horse we haven't seen for a long time. Uh, he got the entry, as did Marie's Rock but champ didn't um anything on all
2: three of those mentioned i suppose well, i suppose firstly i'll deal with champ he's he's a horse that i know we know it every year and we probably get it wrong sometimes but he's a, he's a horse best fresh if you look at his his stats his first run of the season is usually all is always his best run um he's he's a, he's an older horse now he's a bit fragile he takes his runs a bit harder than he did when he was a youngster um so it was kind of a, it was kind of a, a bit of a plan to leave him out of Chatham so you're not tempted, uh, and to go straight to entry with him. You know, keep him fresh, keep him well. He might have run before him, but probably not. But he might have run well before Chatham. But he's not going to go to Chatham, He's going to go straight to entry. Then instead, flat track seems to be suit him a lot better too. That's probably more of a physical thing. Like you said, he's had plenty of issues with back with his back and stuff like that. And he probably just doesn't go up and downhill as well as some other horses do um, and all his form. A lot of it's, I know he won the RSA a good few years ago, but he's, he's better on the flat track, simple as. Uh, Buzz. Yeah. Like I said, he's um he's a real favorite horse as well. A lot of people like this horse, good flat horse, good jumper. Um, he was very unfortunate last year. He broke his pelvis literally the day before he was meant to run at Ascot. Uh, you couldn't have written it really, um, but he has—he's had a good twelve months. He's—he's he's back in training now. He's cantering. He's been up the grass steady a few times. Uh, it's going to be—it's going to be—we're going to be up against the time wise to get him there. Hopefully we will. The plan is to go there, uh, whether we get a prep run into him or not, uh, or even a spin on the flat or something like that. Maybe Martin Dixon can find a race for us, but um, no, it's, it's going to be a big ask, you know, to come back to go throwing straight into Grade One company. Um, I'd I, like I'd love to give him a flat run first, just to kind of just get a get a gauge and how he is and things like that. But he's giving us the right vibes at the moment. He wants to do it. He's a very forward going horse. So if you'd know something was wrong, if he wasn't kind of in good form every day, he likes to get out, get pulled out, and just get on with it straight away. Um, but no, he sh- he's showing no signs of. Not wanting to be a racehorse anymore, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, quite incredible um, I, his um his his rehab. It's been sort of on yeah, social media, Jess has been showing it. And it's it's interesting for people to see how, you know, a pelvis injury is dealt with and then how horses have come back. So it's great to see him training well and uh you know looking to a run.
2: Yeah, because like you know you plenty of horses fracture of the pelvis but it might be just a hairline fracture and you just stand him in for six to eight weeks whatever and you can actually get back on with them straight away but he had a proper proper fracture like um if you stood behind buzz now one one side of his one side of his pelvis is lower than the other you know so it's it was a serious fracture um and to be fair he did a lot of dressage work and flat work and stuff like that just to try to build up where he kind of lost a bit of muscle mass and stuff like that and it has worked uh, but yeah it'll be a big ass to get him back to the form he was in and back to the, how we perform, but um hopefully he can get there
0: and Marie's rock unlikely for the stairs
2: or yeah, I think it was probably a good a good option by Tom Palin and the team just to throw her in there just to give us another option. but as i as far as I know, the mayor's hurdle is her number one target, and I'd be very surprised if she went three miles for the first time at Cheltenham in the in the stairs. but I do think she would stay this trip, and it's probably an avenue that might be looked at later on
0: interesting on all three of those um like we've said it's an open race so the fact that a couple of these horses have had maybe unexpected entries isn't a bad thing because you never know what can happen um things can cut up even more one i wanted to ask about again a legend who has certainly probably in the last year or two got more of a fan base, Martin twenty-five to one at the moment, Dash or Drasher. Obviously he was one that switched back to hurdles. Quite a big prize. He's pretty reliable though.
1: Uh he he is pretty reliable, but it would be I mean he's he's been a terrific horse. He has he has been a fantastic horse for his earners and his yard. Um and he's achieved things that I didn't think he would achieve in his career. But I couldn't see him winning a stay as hurdle. Even if it was a weak stay as hurdle, I couldn't see him winning one. To be honest, which I, I think it will be, but he, he no, I mean he, he to be able is to he two way value? Uh, no, no, I don't
0: think
1: no so. chance at all. I, 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 I don't think so. I'd be to be honest, I'd be surprised if he. I'd be surprised if he went if he ended up lining up there. Really, to be fair, so I, I, I don't know, but he wouldn't be a horse that I would have on my radar. Um, And if he did line up, I'd say probably only be significantly bigger than 25s if the race was a very small
0: field, I would say. Daryl, Willie Mullins has a lot of entries, more than any other trainer, I believe. Um, Have any of his entries sort of taken your eye in particular? We've got a couple that have had, you know, plenty of talking. Monkfish, obviously haven't seen him for a while. Sharjah in three mile entry interesting I
3: thought um and that's just to mention a couple of them yeah no none none I've got no chance I don't think uh classical dream is the horse that's on the drift at the moment um there's there's been news saying that he's 50 50 to make it and that Willie said don't put any anti-post bets on him so uh obviously perhaps not looking good for classical dream either so look I couldn't have oh god charger. God, should be a hundred to one chance. should. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. I will. I will try and make a case. My video is going again, but I will try and make a quick case for um, a horse at a big price. That uh, this is. We know this is a completely wide open renewal and sort of like a the age stat is something I'm just going to ignore. I think uh, this year, <clears throat> but it's side the Burleigh for Gordon Elliott. Now I know they could be tempted by the attempts, but. This horse is 66 to one on the Betfair Sportsbook. He's definitely not a 66 to one chance if he decides to line up in here. Now, he was entered in at Warwick. He was given, I think, a mark of 154. So perhaps they would be tempted to chuck on Rob James, claim seven pounds, and go back for another crack at the, uh, the attempts. You, you can see that. But Gordon has got a massive handful of horses for that race, already qualified, including the favourite Maxim. The fact that JP hasn't got champ in this race this year could just mean that they might just give him one last hurrah and sort of send him down the stayers hurdle route. He was second in 2021. He obviously won at Aintree last year. He's a spring horse. I would ignore anything that he's done. uh, For example, at Leopardstown last time, he's got a terrible record at the track. He absolutely hates it. He's a horse to keep on side in the spring. Um, I can see a lot of dead wood in this race. And if they were to go here, he's definitely not a 66 to one chance. So that would be the way sort of I would be looking at those bigger priced horses. He is one that is more than likely to run and will stay the trip. So, Sire de Berle, hopefully. Darren,
2: tell me this. Sorry, Meg. Daryl, if you owned him off 154, would you run him in handicap?
3: Mm. Uh yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would stick yeah, yeah. Rob James, Rob James, on claim seven off, and go back to the Potemps. He was unlucky in that race last year. He was almost brought down. Yeah. I thought he ran a blinder considering the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, I would, but you know, there, Sarah, have you things a pick, have happened.
0: Have you got a pick from? I mean, you've basically all of the. I'm not sure how many, maybe 15 horses I've mentioned. No, no, no chance. Yeah, you, chance. you've you given them on. all. Not even going to run.
3: Well, that's because the race is absolutely terrible. It's the misfit race. It's like, <laughs> it's like the hard toffees in a roses box. No one wants any of them.
0: Oh, right. Okay. There's, yeah. that, the,
1: there's, there's not. There's not an awful lot wrong with Paisley Park, is there? To be no. fair, I mean, he's he's the horse. He has shortened up a bit over the last couple of weeks. I I uh, had a look at the race a couple of weeks ago, and he was, you know, he was about a twelve. I think maybe general 12 to one shot. And he has tightened up from that point. I don't know if he's been tipped up somewhere or in one of the papers or whatever, but he's, he's tightened up from that. But even now, I mean, half the battle is knowing where they're going to run. He's going to run there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You can be pretty certain of that. And we don't have any doubts about the track for him. You don't have, you know, age. Yes, but if it's going to be a weaker race than usual, then he could he could defy that. And he's already defying things this season at his age that you wouldn't have expected him to. And he's having a fine season, isn't he? He looks as good as he's ever looked. And obviously, he's going to run in the cleave again on Saturday. But you know, if he goes Martin, and wins that he, um, and shot him up again. If he won the Cleeve, do
0: you think that we'll see him favourite? If he. I mean, okay. it,
1: depends, it depends how he wins, but he'll, he'll definitely shorten up, won't he, whatever wins. I, I actually would be more positive. I, I think the, the two horses that, that I would be looking at, and I'd probably, you know, look at, I think both of them could end up being good value because of the way that the race could cut up at Paisley Park. And I actually would be more positive on Tee to be honest, because I think he is a stayer. They've recognised now that he's a stayer, Um, you know, that... that race last time out where he's beaten honeysuckle and, and classical dream i think is a good performance from him stepping up in trip he keeps do you, do you on finding
0: think he needs very soft ground or would you
1: know I, I don't know because i think most of his life when he's runner when he was looking like that it was over two miles wasn't it so yes if he runs over two miles he needs very soft ground i wouldn't be as convinced that over, over a staying trip that he would need very soft ground to be honest um you know, he's a horse that's won some good races over two miles in his life. And I think part of that was because over that trip, he needed the ground bottomless, but I'm not sure that he's as ground dependent as it might look on profile. And I think racing over a a longer distance would offset that to some extent. Um, And look, he's a young horse. He's an, he's an improving horse still. And he does, he is one of very few in the race that I can look at and say, look, he has actually got some untapped potential. Um, you Will know,
3: they come straight you, here, if, Martin. Will they? You, he's
1: well, he's in the Galmoy he's, he's in. He's in the, at the weekend, isn't he? So he's another one that could end up after this weekend coming. He could end up shortening up quite a bit. So that, you know, if you,
3: would that worry if you, given his record? Fresh,
1: uh, not really. Because to be honest, again, I think he's a young enough horse really to be building too much into. He's not like a champ or anything. You know, veteran that you know. Like Jerry was yeah. saying, they've had their issues and, and they need to, they need a plenty of time off the track to, to produce their best. I, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't bother me too much with him. Obviously, he was tailed off in the champion hurdle last year, but, and you, you could look at the, you know, does he act at Cheltenham would be a question. And, uh, but it was a two mile champion hurdle on good ground, wasn't it? And I wouldn't personally read too much into that. So I, I think he does have possibilities. Paisley Park is the, is the safe play. And for mm. me, Tiyupu would be the, the improver, you know, or the potential improver in the field, that you could look back in two months and think, you know, seven to one in January was a good price about it.
3: I've got a is stat it? for you, here, Martin. No what? winner from the Hattons Grace this century. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Most probably but, haven't
0: gone for the stairs,
3: though, have they? Well, yeah, that's the, that's that's why the the stat is there. Yeah, exactly. so no no winner of the stairs. That is yeah,
1: I mean, reason. for a lot of, for a lot of years, the Irish staying hurdles were Prefer- I know Flooring right, has yeah. sort of had a good rec- record in it in recent years, but for a lot of years, the Irish state hurdles were quite weak, weren't they? And look, at the end of the day, it's still a it beating classical dream and-, and honeysuckle over two and a half still was a good performance, wasn't it? So, mm. yeah. If you um, if
0: you actually look at the um, Galmoy hurdle entries, to be honest, two ways of looking at it. If he wins, he shouldn't have a hard race. Therefore, he hopefully will still be fresh enough for Cheltenham because it looks a pretty poor list of entries. Only nine entered, nothing within £10 of him. And if he doesn't win, I'm not sure he's going to be winning the Sayers. So there's kind of two ways of looking at that. I think it looks the ideal prep race. For well, that, to run, that, it's a run, on that, the track, that, but it's not a hard sort of race.
1: That's the risk that you're taking anti-post betting, isn't it? If you're going to have a bet anti-post, you need to be taking some sort of risk and, and seeing the potential in a horse shortening up significantly. And... You know, you've got to be happy. Well, when you have any bet, you've got to accept that you might lose. Um, but there is the possibility that there is the possibility no, can that. You in the, that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, Just wanted
0: no. To there out, there, out,
1: there out. is just, there is just a chance, isn't there, that he goes and wins wins a Galmoy. You know, he's quite impressive, and we know that that's the target. And mm. this time next week, you're actually looking at him vying for favoritism with a. A slightly ropey favourite that we all agree about and um, and that he's you know you're on a good price if you've backed him at 7-1 to one. but like I say Paisley Park is a, is a safe play as well he's just tightened a little bit over the last couple of weeks
0: Jerry, have you got anything that's sort of shouting out at you maybe a bigger price a, a, a bit of a sort of question mark one
2: yeah I'm going to throw a curveball now right can anyone oh, here we go. Can, can anyone make a case for Shark Hanlon having at Shetland Festival winner this year with Hoik Hoik however, however you pronounce it I they, company. I don't, yeah I know but I'd love to see this horse run the stairs hurdle it's not I where you want to see him Jerry oh it's oh where no. he's going to go <laughs> you're
0: literally doing what Darrell does you're I would like, love to if see if I trained him I would go here and he would win but I don't train I got, him and he's going to go
2: for the other race. But I'm going to choose him anyway. I'm gonna, if, if I see the shark at Doncaster this week, I'm going to ask him to run him in the world hurdle because I don't think he's going to win the Gold Cup. His jump... Like when he won the American National, they're not even the big fences. They're kind of in between hurdles and fences. Well, he's, he's, to, he's he is basically this. a
1: hurdle, isn't it? essentially?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd love to see this fella. I know he's rated way higher over fences than he is a hurdles, but he hasn't run over hurdles in a while. I'd love yeah. to see this fella run, a, run in the world hurdle because I do, in an open, like you said, in a, an open year at 40 to 1, I think he could be a... Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd I love feel this like
0: a man like Sharp doesn't go back on his word. And he mm-hmm. has said, providing, obviously, would he stays sound... Gold cup there's no way unless he has a rubber arm there is no way you're going to be able to twist it
2: yeah true it's it's, it's a big rubber arm in (laughs) fairness in (laughs) fairness they have they they have
1: left the entry in so they can't they can't be a hundred percent can they because otherwise they wouldn't have bothered west yeah
0: jerry's gonna have i don't know a large pint of something and a yeah. hammer to try I lock, and help turn this run around? maybe not hammer I locked it I next week cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my word anyway I feel like we've um, done an average job of the stairs because we've all sort of picked horses that we don't think are going to run but other than that we've made a good analysis <laughs> so <laughs> it's about time we should wrap up before we suggest any other horses that aren't actually going to run in the race um Martin, in case you, well, you probably aren't aware, we give everyone a £20 bet, sportsbook or exchange bet. Um, it is for the IJF. So we'll hopefully winnings go towards that um, after Cheltenham. So you can do whatever you like with that £20. And I will let you go first and hopefully well, help us provide provide, get some more money for the IJF eventually. Um, so yeah, all down to um, it.
1: this is a Cheltenham anti perspective
0: Yeah, just yeah. for the stayers, sorry.
1: Oh, for the stayers. For the stay-
0: yeah, unfortunately, we're not giving you that much rope. <laughs> so can
1: I can I, can can you go ten quid each on two horses?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: right. Ten pound on on Paisley Park to win and ten pound on TuPu to win. I think they'll both end up shorter prices probably than they are at the moment. So.
0: Perfect. We'll we'll make I'm. Uh, Will I make note of these today? Normally we have someone making note of them, but I'll make note of them. Jerry, last time you had to hold up on a piece of paper because we couldn't hear you which ones you were picking. Yeah. Um, but have you got a pick for the stairs uh, that you can tell us about this time?
2: Yeah, so just to confirm, did you say earlier your dad is going to run Jelena Bello in this race, or he's still undecided?
3: Oh, here we go. Now Look, oh, he's creeping.
0: Oh, here we go. No. Um, providing... Well, yeah, no, they're basically very likely he will run. Um, if It's more 50-50, I suppose, for the weekend in case it, if he did a piece of work and it had just come a bit too soon after Kempton. But the stairs is kind of a plan.
2: He's working back from the stairs kind of thing, maybe. OK, yeah. if that's the case, and you have to refund me 20 quid if he doesn't run, what? but I'll go £10, £10 each way on Jelena Bello.
0: That is not part of the deal.
2: OK, OK. All right, £10 each way on him, so I'll still, I'll still take my chance.
0: Okay, and no no refunds. Sorry, Martin, for you and for Daryl as well. There's no refunds, especially not from me. <laughs> um, so, okay, £10 each way, Jolino Bello at
3: 20 to 1. And Daryl? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, £10 on Paisley Park. He's the horse we know that's going here, arguably the strongest form in the race as well. Um, and then I'm going to have a speculative £10 on Sire the Berlay just in case he does run. And a
0: win or a five pound each way?
3: Nope, oh, win, win only.
0: Oh, my word, right. Win okay. only anti
3: post concessions on the day for each way of punters.
0: He's bonkers. Um, I'm gonna go 20 pound on Paisley Park at eight to one because I think after this weekend he's gonna be probably halved in price. So, um, there we have it. We have managed to all pick some interesting, few rogue ones. Um, before I totally close it off i'm absolutely starving and i have absolutely no idea what i'm gonna have for dinner so any sort of um ideas any sort of food motivation what are you all having i need some i need some i need a bit of something i understand
2: megan with all the money you're making these days as an an agent i'm sure you could have like caviar probably for dinner tonight
0: caviar i don't even like caviar all these
2: winners all these winners you're getting so
0: yeah i wish jerry says you all these horses you're buying that you know, you, you're charging double commission for Martin's one.
3: So, <laughs> here before we go, Meg, I need to ask Martin um, what he's got coming up in the next week.
0: <laughs> Hang on, you answer my question. Up. My dinner question is far more important than any of Martin's tips.
3: We <laughs> 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 me
1: be trusty pen out. Come on, Martin. Again,
0: in the next week, I don't know if he's going to run in the next
1: week, but we've got well, what I hope is a uh, very nice horse at Nick. Applebee's called Lion's Dream, who shouldn't be too long before he's out. So, yeah,
0: yeah for the notebook.
3: Good man. Thank you very much. All right. There
0: you go. Well, thank you, everyone. And thanks, everyone who has listened. They still haven't told me what I should have for dinner, so that's not helping whatsoever. Um, but a quick reminder for everyone we have Racing Only Better uh, previewing the weekend action on Thursday and Wade in. Well, although we've recorded today, weighed in will be next Monday. Um, and this is obviously being played out on Wednesday. So if anything has changed um, in the market between in the next two days, then apologies, but there shouldn't be too much movement. Uh, we'll be back next week um, and we will be previewing some more action ahead of Cheltenham. Hopefully we'll have another special guest to join us. Um, a special thank you to Martin. Um, thanks again, as always, Daryl and jerry and a quick reminder for everyone to please gamble responsibly